This episode of the CPA Reviewed Podcast is brought to you by my company, Ninja CPA Review, where you can get all Ninja materials under our new Ninja monthly plan for one low monthly price, which is cheaper than a cup of coffee per day. And Ninja monthly works with any CPA review course, or it can be used standalone for standalone study. So if you like your course, you can keep it. If you hate your course, well, you can ditch it and go 100% Ninja. And the best part, there is no commitment. So this is not a financing plan. So Ninja is the only monthly plan that lets you walk away after one month, no questions asked, for any reason whatsoever. Every other monthly plan out there locks you into at least $1,500 to $3,000, and you can't walk away. So, But with Ninja, you can. And if you try it, and if you hate it, hey, shoot me an email. I will refund your money. And so there's literally no reason not to become a Ninja right now. So right now, this very second, hit pause. And go to another71.com forward slash ninja and then sign up and then hit play and then listen to the rest of the podcast. Now, after you sign up, shoot me an email, jeff at another71.com. That's jeff at another71.com. And let me know that you listened to the podcast and became a ninja. And I promise I will reply. And while you are shooting me an email, tell me your story. I want to hear it. Okay, that's it. Hit pause. Go sign up to be a ninja. Shoot me an email, and I will see you in the dojo. The following is general advice only and should not be construed as accounting, legal, or any other professional advice. The details of your situation are fact-dependent, and you are advised to seek the help of a competent professional. Unmodified, no longer unqualified. These standards are clarified, financial statements verified. Yeah, unmodified, I gotta say... Welcome to the other side, unmodified, no longer unqualified. These standards are clarified, financial statements verified. Yeah, unmodified. What is happening, everyone? Welcome back to another action-packed edition of CPA Reviewed, the official podcast of Another71.com. As always, I am your humble host, Jeff Elliott, a licensed CPA in the state of Kansas, by in the state of Kansas, by the grace of God and to the chagrin of many. Happy, I don't know what today is, happy day to you. (laughs) This is episode number 82. So we have done 81 of these, and uh, so far, so good, right? It's been forever since I've done a podcast. That is my fault. If you want to be on the show, you can go to another71.com, click in the upper nav, you can click Ask Jeff. Or if you want priority response and to make 100% sure that you make it onto the show, you can become a Ninja Men- Ninja Monthly member and enter the dojo for one low monthly price. You get all Ninja materials. They are no longer sold standalone or in a package. You just get everything for one low monthly price. We, we Ninjas have adopted the SaaS model and we are the first to do it. Ooh. All right. So let's start with this. The CPA exam, CPA exam score release recently came and went. And I see the same questions every score release, the same anxiety, the same troubles, because I've been doing this for 10 years, which is pretty sad. So I've been through 10 years of CPA exam score releases, which is a little bit cool, but mostly sad, like I said. So how do you survive the CPA exam score release? So one thing to note is that 50% of the people who are sitting there waiting for their scores, 50% will pass, give or take. 50% will fail, give or take. So everyone who walks into FAR, 50% will pass, give or take. 50% will fail. I think the actual pass rate is around 45% for FAR. So if you pass, you're normal. If you fail, you are normal. But I want to go through a couple of the mistakes that candidates make. If you pass, you're not done. Unless you're done, but then even still, you're still not done because you still have the ethics exam, which is almost as bad as BEC, but not quite. And then you have a lifetime of CPE so that you can um, can continue with your, your CPA license. So, and... Um, CPE is slightly 
more worthless than the 150 hour rule. So anyway, that's another topic for another day. If you fail, it does not mean that you are, well, let's go back. If you pass, it does not mean that you are done. One mistake that I made was that when I passed far the first time, I was so excited that I felt like I had passed the CPA exam, so I took an entire year off. And then when I finally got my button gear, um, I had the 18 month window knocking on my door. Fast forward to 74s in a row on regulation. I am the founder and repeat member of Club 74. I lost my FAR credit. So if you pass, you're not done, don't celebrate, get back in there because the longer you take to get back in and study, the harder it is because trust me, freedom is nice. If you fail, it does not mean that you are a failure. This is an exam, it's in a back, it's in a vacuum, it is it tests you on standardized accounting rules. They put you in a standardized environment with a microphone and video recorder on you and they <laughs> they take your fingerprint and eye scan and they draw your blood. That's not true, but almost. And so if you fail the CPA exam, you're not a failure. It doesn't mean that you're horrible at accounting. It might mean that you just need to study more or that you're horrible at standardized, te at standardized tests or you get really nervous or your course isn't working for you or maybe you just didn't work hard enough or, or maybe it's a combination of all of those. So if you fail, it doesn't mean that you are a failure. Also, if you fail, it does not mean that you are a few points away. If you score 73, you're not two points away because you're not exam ready like you were six weeks ago when you took the exam or however, however long it took for you to get your score. You're not two points away. You are 75 points away. And so there's an area, not-for-profit accounting, for instance, where you just kind of crammed it into your head just to go in and barf it out on exam day. You're not ready for that. And so you need to start over, start from scratch. You're not a cram away. Do everything that you did to get that 73 repeat it exactly, but then maybe you need to study more. Maybe you need to go over not-for-profit accounting more. Maybe you need to add supplementary materials like the, like the Ninja materials. They're so, they are so affordable, there's no reason why you wouldn't. <laughs> um, so maybe you need to add some supplementary materials. Maybe you just need to study more, but you need to repeat exactly what you did to get that 73 and then hit your trouble spots more, add some more materials, do something different to get that extra two points. Now, if you went through CPA exam score release and you came out south of a 75 and you don't know what to do or how to study, I have the Ninja Study Planner. It is completely free and it comes with some other Ninja freebies. Click the link below this video and it will come to you and 100% free no obligation, but I think you will really like it and you can use it for any record, any review course. So, all right, let's jump into the questions. Again, you can go to another71.com, ask Jeff, and it will appear in a future edition of the podcast. I get a lot of questions and I'm thankful for everyone who, sub who submits questions. I can't get to every single question. And so if you want to make sure that you get priority question response, join the dojo. You go to another71.com and join Ninja Monthly and I will ensure that you get on the podcast. So Larry says, Jeff, I took the auditing exam and I'm currently waiting for my results. I wanted to seek your advice on how to use the Ninja system along with Becker to greatly improve my potential CP exam pass rate. I have invested countless amounts of time and energy into the CPA exam and would like nothing more to complete FAR this year. So how do you use Ninja with Becker? How do you use Ninja with any other course? It really comes down to, do you want to use, well, there's, there's three options. Use your main course and then supplement with Ninja. Use a few elements of your course and then use Ninja to pick up the slack which is kind of like supplementary, supplementing, but you're using more Ninja, like 50-50. Or completely ditch your course, 
and go 100% Ninja. So if you're using Becker, well, you probably paid a lot of money for it. You don't want to ditch it. There's some aspects of it that you probably like. So maybe you watch their videos and maybe you use their MCQ software, but you start using the Ninja Audio when you're commuting and you read the Ninja Notes every chance that you get. And then you use the Ninja MCQ and Sims as your review tool. And if there's a weak spot in your prep, maybe you watch a video, a Ninja Plus video. That would be supplementing, supplementing Becker with Ninja. Let's say that you use a different course and you don't like it, but there's an aspect of it that you like. For instance, maybe you like their videos a lot, but you hate their software. So you would watch their videos to accomplish the N in Ninja, the nail the concept. So you'd watch the videos and then let Ninja take over the heavy lifting for the rest of the review prep. So you would go over the Ninja book to do kind of scan it for a week and get a feel for the information and then jump into the Ninja MCQ for the learning aspect. Um, because when you do the MCQ questions in the Sims, there's you do it to learn and then you do it to review. When you're doing it to learn, use Ninja MCQ to learn it, all the while listening to the Ninja Audio every chance you get while you're mowing the mowing the lawn, doing the dishes, and doing the laundry, and sitting at your desk, and driving to the store, and waiting in the checkout line. Always be listening to the Ninja Audio. By the way, I do dishes at my house. Um, so... If I were studying for the CPA exam, I would listen to the Ninja Audio, of course. <laughs> um, and then finally, if you want to ditch your course completely, then you can use Ninja as a standalone course. You would substitute any videos that end for Nail the Concepts. You would use the Ninja book and then take intense notes over the Ninja book, do the... Um, Did you hate it when you when your computer logs out in the middle of a video? <laughs> okay, um, and so take intense notes and and then do the nonstop multiple choice questions, and then you would go through the whole Ninja study framework using. So basically, the Ninja book replaces any videos, and so that, and then you just you just walk through the the Ninja study framework and then review. So. That is how you would use Ninja with another course, and I hope you found that helpful. <laughs> Parth says, thanks for the videos. I am interested in subscribing to Ninja for the monthly, but before I do, I want to ask you something. I'm currently taking my review courses with Becker. I've been studying for far and would, and would have you and should be done with the material by next week. I mainly want to use Ninja as more of a supplementary option to review, than what I've learned so far. How do you think Ninja can help me with that? I read the study planning strategy, but I want to know if that would apply to me because I've already went through much of the material with Becker. If you could please give me some guidance on when when you get a chance, I would appreciate that. So so that would fall under the first example. So you've, you've been through the Becker course and then you would use Ninja as a supplementary tool. So you would use it to... so. If you took good notes with Becker, <clears throat> then in the J phase of Ninja, you would rewrite your Becker notes. Or if you didn't, then you can rewrite the Ninja notes. Again, listen to the Ninja audio every chance you get. Every chance you get, use the Ninja MCQ software as your review. And then let's say that you're weak in bonds. Then watch people love Bob Manette. Watch his lectures over bonds and then review and take your exam. So if you are supplementing with Ninja, then the main materials that you would use to supplement are the notes, the audio, and the MCQ, and the Ninja Plus videos here and there. Or if there's a section of the Ninja book that you feel that you want to cover because you're a weekend or you, or you didn't like how your, how your review material covered it, then that's how you would supplement. So all right, that was a long video about how to supplement with Ninja, and I hope you found it helpful. Elisa writes in, if my, if my auditing score expires on April 30th, 
Can I take far on April 30th and keep the credit or does it have to be by April 29th? I'm really pushing it, I know. But living abroad does not provide much flexibility. Also, I've listened to the Ninja Audio so many times that my brain was like, oh yeah, let me just throw this question over to Jeff because we've talked about all this accounting stuff so many times now. So anyway, thanks for the response and a big thanks for Ninja. I recommend it to all my friends who are still torturing themselves, paying for an expensive course and watching their videos. Ninja Audio and Ninja Plus have been a delight to listen to and watch. Like really, who doesn't love Bob Minette? I've listened to him so many times. I feel like y'all are my two accounting pals. Well, Bob is more like a quirky accounting uncle that you want to make proud. All right, thank you, Lisa. So the question is, if, you're, if your score expires on like the 30th, can you take your exam on the 30th or is it the 29th? Questions like that, I would call your state board of accountancy and ask the director specifically. And then I would follow up via email. Hey, just to confirm our conversation, my score expires on the 30th. I can still take my exam on the 30th or the 29th or whatever they said. And I will be okay. That way you have it in writing. So phone conversations are great, but make sure you get it in writing. And I would also go to the accountancy licensing library. I think it's offered by NASBA. It's 45 bucks for three months. It's alllibrary.com. That's another option. But, and they have all of the up-to-date accounting licensee things for all the states. But again, I would call your board of accountancy, your state board of accountancy, and then follow up and email the director. Anthony says, hi, Jeff. I'm going to start studying for my FAR exam using your Ninja monthly plan. And I saw your post that it'll take six to seven weeks, 20 hours each week, and have a, to have a good chance to pass FAR using the Ninja framework. I, I made my six-week schedule and was wondering if you could let me know what you think of it. Week one, read the Ninja book. Week two, MCQ and Sims. Week three, review the wrong questions. Week four, rewrite my Ninja notes. Week five, redo the MCQ and Sims. Week six, do a final review. I'm sorry if my question is all over the place, but I hope I can get your opinion on it. <clears throat> okay. Um, six weeks is pretty tight for FAR. So if you're going to read the Ninja book in a week, <clears throat> that's 600 pages, 120 pages a day, five days a week. Um, that's a lot. So I would try to stretch that to two weeks. So make make six weeks into seven for far at a, at a minimum for far. I think you need seven to eight weeks. So seven, I mean, if you're on a tight schedule, that's fine, but 120 pages a day, I don't, I don't think it's realistic. So I would adjust slightly. All right. Take a quick water break. Ah, okay. <clears throat> Because my voice gets, yeah. Rachel writes in, maybe a secret question, but I will, but will you be offering any trial memberships or sneak peeks into the new Ninja Monthly plan? Honestly, I'm not studying right now, but will be again soon. I am starting over from no tests, from no past tests yet. I've been within seven points. I've had a concussion and two babies to recover from since my last test. That's a lot. Crossing fingers to study again in the fall. I've used the Ninja Notes and the Ninja Book and the Test Bank, but always wanted to try the audio and the other products. Keep up the good work and the awesome products. You rock, and one day I will rock the CPA exam too. Yes, I have a free trial or sneak peek. You can go to another71.com forward slash free. And you can try the book, notes, audio, MCQ, as we say in Kansas, the whole shooting match. <laughs> Hope that's helpful. Lucy says, my name is Lucy and I'm new to Ninja. I just looked through the Ninja materials and the Ninja framework and the notes. The notes say I should watch my CPA review videos first before anything. 
by videos. Is it the ones from the, from the Ninja Blitz or my Becker lecture videos? I relied on Becker to study for auditing, but I did not pass, so now I'm confused regarding which study material I should use for my retake, which is in four weeks. Since time is limited, would it be a bad idea to, to study solely Ninja materials for my retake? Would you recommend me rewatch the Becker, Becker lectures and redo the Becker MCQs plus Ninja materials? Additionally, in terms of Ninja study, would it be a good plan to first listen to the audios without taking notes and then watch the Blitz while taking notes or vice versa? Sorry for the questions all at once. Thank you in advance. You have four weeks. If you had six weeks, I would say watch your Becker videos again and take notes. Four weeks. I would... I would watch the Ninja Plus videos, especially the videos over cost accounting and financial management. And um, I think Bob Mendette does a really good job there. I would do that. I would go over all of your Becker MCQ in the MCQ phase and spend a week on that. So I would spend a week on the Ninja videos, Ninja Plus videos. I'd spend a week on the Becker MCQ I would spend a week either, I'd probably rewrite the Ninja Notes, and then I would spend a week reviewing, and I would watch the Ninja Blitz videos maybe three days, and hammer out the, the MCQ, the BEC MCQ in, in your week areas. I would go over some BEC Sims in the Becker in the Becker test bank in your review starting with your weakest area first in your review phase for the mcq so if your weakest area is cost accounting then um, work cost accounting questions in ninja mcq and then do that until you do 20 question mini testlets until you score in the 70s and then move on to your next weakest topic maybe it's it or whatever and i would kind of mix in Maybe mix and match between Becker and Ninja MTQ, and that's how I would do it for your BEC prep. You, you can pass BEC in four weeks. It'll be tight. Um, auditing is much easier, I think, to pass in a shortened time frame. I pass auditing in two weeks, um, not because I'm a super genius, because I failed it the first time, but I didn't study. <laughs> I scored a 69 without studying, so I guess isn't, that's not too bad. And um, then I passed it my second time around, but I procrastinated, so I only had two weeks to study for it. So I actually passed auditing. Um, I think it's irony. Uh, I passed I passed auditing using the um, BISC videos, which my company now owns, which I think that is irony. I'm a... <laughs> I hate it when people say that's ironic when really they mean that's coincidental, but I think that really is ironic. If I'm wrong, you can shoot me an email. Tell me it's not ironic. hope that's helpful. Taylor writes in, Hi, Jeff. The score release yesterday left me on the not happy end of the spectrum. I got a 72 on my retake for auditing. The first time I took it, I got a 73, which was in December. At that point, I had just been using Glime, but a friend recommended Ninja as a supplement. You have some great friends, Taylor. Very smart friends. So I got the most basic Ninja package for auditing where I studied mostly the MCQ and Sims, notes and flashcards. I studied for three weeks, retook the exam, and fell short with a 72. So increased nine points. (laughs) Um, I've been studying for BEC and was planning on taking that one tomorrow, but I've decided to push it back until the first week of April. If I couldn't pass auditing and study full <clears throat> and studying full time for about six weeks altogether, then I shouldn't expect to pass BEC after only studying for a month. Do you have any suggestions on how to study better when you failed an exam twice? In summary, I mostly focused on rereading my own handwritten notes, tons of MCQ, and rewriting lots of my own notes into more condensed blurbs, so to speak, to make it easier to memorize. Talking with other CPA candidates, I assume in the forum, it seems like we all used a relatively similar studying strategy. However, they passed and I didn't. Any suggestions would be greatly appreciated, although I wouldn't go back to studying again for auditing until I take BEC. 
a lot of people, when they fail an exam, they think they're a few points away, so they take shortcuts. So if you were studying for FAR for the very first time today, you wouldn't rewrite someone else's notes and do some MCQs and then go in and take it. You're kind of doing the same thing <clears throat> when you retake an exam and you, re and you rewrite your own notes because there are some things that you will forget that they covered in the lecture videos that maybe you didn't write down but stick in the back of your mind and then you go in and remember them on exam day. I would go through all of your, I would go through your materials from start to finish and then add the ninja materials as a supplement. But so for, so knock BEC out and then when you go to auditing, do everything that you did to get that. Well, when you, when you retook it and got a 72, you basically rewrote your notes. I would go up, I would, the first time you took it, you went through your entire course, do everything you did to get that 63 and then do everything that you did to bump it up to that 72. And then there are some weak areas. I mean, and you know what they are, I'm sure. And hit those really hard and pay special attention to your weaker areas all the while keep hitting your, your strong areas so that your strong areas don't become weak areas just because you kind of let them sit there and, you know, there's a, there's a significant short-term memory component to the exam. So make sure even if you're strong in an area, keep reviewing it. So do everything that you did to get that 63, do everything you did to bump it up to get the 72, and then hit your weak areas extra hard Maybe you rewrite the Ninja notes this time instead of your own notes, whatever. Watch some of the Ninja Plus videos to get over the 75 threshold. Yazan writes in, I received my CPA exam scores for FAR and REG. And I failed them for the third time. I passed my first two sections, auditing and BEC, in December of 2016. And I'm very close to losing everything. This, the, the sections that I have passed, my money and everything, there will be a delay in the score and the next window as usual and my credit will expire in May. I've been through the score, the score delay twice in 2017 and now in the 2018 February window and I want to ask you some questions and hope you can help me clarify. What should I do and will I have another chance to pass or not? Why does the CPA designation seem impossible at times? And if I fail, will I lose everything? So basically, Yuzan needs to pass FAR and regulation before May, and it's March as of this recording. And so he has the April-May window to pass FAR and reg, or he loses auditing, auditing and BEC. So what should you do? I would take I would take far I would take far mid-April and I would take regulate I would not study for them concurrently so I would take far maybe mid-April early April and I would take regulation like a day or two before your credit expires so logistically that's that's what you do exam wise if uh, if you fail will you have another chance no why does the CPA designation seem impossible at times? Um, you know, 90,000 candidates take the exam every year, give or take. Half go in and fail a section. So <laughs> you're in good company. And there are people who feel like they're going to throw in the towel. There's big four auditors who can't pass auditing. There are people who were valedictorian of their high school and cum laude in their accounting courses and you know when they graduated from college they had all the <laughs> all the ribbons and everything I never had those <laughs> and uh, <coughs> I had better things to do than study um, and um, and yet they fail and of course 
you know, there's, there, there are people who did poorly in college who do great on the exam. There's people who did great on the exam and who do who, people who did great in college who do poorly on the exam and everything in between. But there are a lot of people out there who wonder why does the CPA exam designation seem impossible at times? And of course, there's, then there's the whole category of people looking down their nose at everyone struggling and failing and, um, you know, think that they need to have a tough love approach and say, come on, just, just study. What's wrong with you? Get some work ethic. And that's not really how it works. Everyone's exam circumstances are different. Some people are English as a second language. Some people have eight kids at home and trying to study. <laughs> some people work full-time. Some people study full-time. People who study full-time, like it takes a lot of discipline just to get your butt out of bed in the morning and keep net, shut off Netflix and study. I mean, it's, uh, I think sometimes the busier you are, the, the, uh, the easier it is to study. Kind of like in college, people who tend to work full-time in college tend to get better grades because there's no time to goof around. Anyway, so if it seems impossible, you're not alone. If it, if it were easy, then, then the job market would be flooded with CPAs, and it's already flooded as it is. So you know, um, it's, it's good that it's hard, right? And if I fail, will I lose everything? Probably, yeah, but you're talking to someone who got back-to-back 74s on regulation. I lost my FAR credit, and I wanted to blame the AICPA. I wanted to blame this. I wanted to blame that. It came down to I just didn't study hard enough, and I was kind of lazy at times, and I wasn't committed, and I like to sleep in until 7 instead of getting up at 5, and, you know, you know, shower for 20 minutes and get out the door, whatever. And so it's very likely that you need to, you need to make some lifestyle adjustments, some exam adjustments. And I lost my FAR credit. I was, I was one point away from, from becoming a CPA. And instead I lost, I was down to, I was down to two sections passed because of my 74 and reg lost FAR and obviously didn't pass regulation with the 74. And I had to own up to the fact that there were some areas of reg that I didn't want to study. And I went back in and I studied and then, and then I passed, um, I passed far and then I repassed regulation. I think that's how I did it. And then the rest is history. And so if you fail and you lose everything and you lose a credit, I lost the worst one that you can possibly lose, which is, which is kind of debatable, but not really. It's far. And I still survived. So, and you will too. Asta says, I'm terrible with names, sorry. Here is my situation, BEC, passed. It's going to expire April 2018. Regulation, 55, 60, 60. Auditing appeared in Q2 of 2018. FAR uh, is pending. So I think that means NTS is pending. With this, I would like to request your help on two things. First, how should I improve my regulation score? I definitely need to clear all the exams in a single go each time I sit. I know that sounds weird, but any suggestions suggestions would be appreciated. Since my BEC section is expiring in a month, now I'll have one more exam to sit for, and even with the BEC, I had a struggle. I got stuck at a 72, 74, and then 75. I really don't want to see a similar pattern in the future. So BEC is going to drop off and take it, you've taken regulation three times and the highest you've scored is 60. I think, candidly, that you're probably staring at losing your BEC credit because unless something drastic happens, your regulation scores are 55, 60, and 60. And I would love to say, oh yeah, you know, you can do it. And that is true, you can do it. But I think you need to prepare yourself that you're gonna lose BEC. And the reason why I say that is because it seems like the end of the world, it's not. Again, I've lost, I lost my FAR credit. It, wasn't, it was not the end of the world. Prepare for the fact that you're gonna lose BEC. However, uh, you have a month left to pass regulation and you really need to work really hard. So, um, but you know that, and I'm sure that you've worked hard for your 55, 60 and 60, but something is not right. 
and you, you got stuck at a 72, 74, and 75 for BEC. So what did you do? Like, ask yourself, what did you do differently for BEC that you're not doing for regulation? Is it your method of studying? Is it your review materials? Is it your intensity of studying? Like, um, or, or does tax just not click for you? I mean, I love tax, which is weird. Tax just clicks for me. I think it's because um, when I was getting my 150 hours, I took a, a master's class and a, a part of the master's program. Um, I did not finish my Mac, by the way, uh, but I took a master's in tax class, like in an advanced tax class, and I loved it because I had a really good professor. And like, oh yeah, that makes sense. So tax just clicks for me. Um, tax might not click for you. And then you, then you have the whole business law aspect, which is terrible and contracts and whatever else. So study hard for regulation, figure out what you did differently for BEC that that you're not doing for regulation. But if your BEC score drops off, you're going to be okay. Erica writes in, I find that it's taking me a really long time to go through each chapter and I don't feel like I'm studying efficiently. I'm using Becker materials and I'm going through the steps of watching each lecture, doing the skills practice, reviewing the module and note cards, and then doing the multiple choice questions. I repeat this for every module and every chapter. I was wondering if you had any suggestions on how to speed up my study time. I was considering going through all of the lectures of a chapter in one go and then going back and doing the skills practice and multiple choice questions one after another. You got the idea from the live online classes and thought maybe I should apply it to my independent study schedule. Any advice would be appreciated. Yes, you just described the Ninja framework. So the way that you were going through your Becker materials is probably the way that they, that they prescribe it. Like watch the videos, do the questions, blah, blah, blah. Watch the videos, do the questions, blah, blah, blah. That is not, um, I, don't, I don't know if it's effective. It probably is effective because, or, but it's probably not as effective um, it's definitely not efficient. So because you watch video one, do questions over chapter one, then repeat the process and you go through like eight chapters or whatever. And then during your review, you have to do those questions again. Instead, go through all of the videos. So this is the Ninja framework. And if you don't, if you don't have the Ninja framework, it doesn't sound like you do, um, you can go to another71.com and download the free Ninja study planner. You can apply it to Becker. But the study planner is pretty cool. Um, but um, as cool as a PDF about accounting study strategy can be. But get through all of your videos and then go through all of your questions, take notes over both, rewrite those notes, then review, then go in and take the exam. And that's the Ninja framework. And then if you want to sprinkle in Ninja materials to supplement, um, I highly recommend that you do that, (laughs) but I'm extremely biased. But... Uh, so follow, follow the Ninja framework with your Becker materials. And I think that you will find that you have a lot more time on your hands and it's a more effective study strategy. Daniel says, I'd like to know if you have a plan on how I can study with Ninja and Becker. So this question is coming up quite a bit. I have Becker for regulation, but I feel like that some of the explanations they are giving are confusing. I would like to try another course. So this monthly plan would be fantastic. I'm just afraid that it would confuse me more than it would help. Do you have any suggestions? I'm sure I'm not the first person that feels this way in advance. Thank you for your time. Um, <clears throat> so the Ninja materials are uh, what I call course agnostic. So if you use Roger C. Pierreview, he's big on mnemonics. Ninja doesn't use mnemonics. You can use Ninja with Roger just fine. You can use Ninja with Becker, Jaeger, Surgeon, Wiley, whatever. Use it with any course. Lime. <clears throat> because Ninja doesn't use mnemonics. Um, Ninja's strength are the Ninja notes and the Ninja audio and the framework. And then... And then also the affordable price. So you can plug that into any review course. And um, now you said that the Becker explanations are confusing. You know, that might just be that 
the questions themselves are confusing and it's complicated material and you just need to study it. But um, if you want to, <clears throat> people say that when they listen to the Ninja Audio before watching their main course lectures, it helps them to understand it better. <clears throat> so you might try that. So get the Ninja Audio and, or you can just go to another71.com and download a free trial of the Ninja Audio and then um, give that a whirl, listen to it in your car, see if you like it, kind of a try it before you buy it type of deal. Emily writes in, I have CPA Excel from a few years ago and it's still active as I haven't had time to hunker down and take the exams since I purchased it. Would I be adequately prepared if I were to switch exclusively to the Ninja plan or should I try to continue to implement the Ninja materials with CPA Excel? Hey, you already paid for it and I think they offer uh, the updates until you pass, so you might as well use both. So I would use your CPA Excel lectures and I would use their questions. Then I would add, so with the Ninja Monthly, I would add the Ninja Notes and start reading those as many times as possible, add the Ninja Audio to your study arsenal, listen to it in the car, at the gym, whatever. And then I would use the Ninja MCQ as, um, as your review. And the uh, Ninja Trending Score gives a pretty accurate representation of, of where you stand. I think we've had over like over 500 people report back their Ninja trending score versus their actual exam score. And it's, it's, it's pretty close. I mean, some people are way off and some people are way off on, on, on either side. You know, they, they were trending 92, but they scored a 75 or they were trending 63, but they scored a 75 or whatever, but getting rid of those outliers and the averages right around it's pretty spot on. So um, I think you will like that. Michael says, Jeff, when you and the ninjas talk about rewriting notes, do you mean retyping or actually handwriting? I've always held that um, physically rewriting your notes by hand helps you to memorize it better, helps you to um, kind of wade through the material, let it marinate a little bit in your brain. But, um, you know, that's just anecdotal evidence. So I looked it up. <clears throat> and according to the Journal of Psychological Science, writing by hand causes you to think about the material when you're taking the notes live during a lecture versus typing them out. So if you are listening to a lecture and you are writing them out, um, you, you can type faster than you can write. Most people can. And so you, when you type them out, you tend to type everything out. <clears throat> Whereas when you take notes by hand, you tend to sift through what they're saying and write down the important things. So you soak the information in. And I think that when you rewrite your notes, the same thing happens. So instead of taking the ninja notes and typing them out, I would rewrite them <clears throat> in shorthand, make little fact nuggets out of it. And so I would... I would rewrite them instead of typing them. So there's anecdotal evidence and then I think there's official scientific evidence. So um, that's what I would do. Kevin writes in, Hi Jeff, I might become a ninja, but I have an important question to ask. Are you truly a black belt? LOL. <laughs> Kevin, yes, I am a black belt in Sangam Taekwondo. I've been doing it for about eight years. Um, I'm not that great at forms and I'm so-so at weapons on the not so good side at weapons. There's people a lot better than me, <clears throat> but I really like to spar. So when I enter a tournament, I don't do forms or weapons. I just go there to fight. <laughs> so, um, and, uh, and I've been kicked in the head more than I probably should. But um, uh, how this question applies to the CPA exam I don't know <laughs> if I, if I had to choose between taking far again or testing for my black belt for my first degree, um, it would be a toss up because, uh, you know, thinking about like the most intense <clears throat> two or three hour workout you can think of 
and then double it. And that's, um, that's how black belt testing was. And, um, so you have to spar a bunch of times and then you have to, then, um, when you test for your black belt in my school, you have to, <clears throat> you have to fight your instructor in um, in a, in a full contact match. And he's a sixth or seventh degree. And he's also like the local, um, amateur MMA champ <laughs> in his, in his weight division. <clears throat> so, and, uh, and so he just like steamrolled me. However, I did manage to break his tooth <laughs> because he, uh, uh, I don't know, he, he got distracted or, or whatever and, for, and uh, forgot to put his mouthpiece in. And uh, I managed to slip a punch in and I somehow broke his tooth when I punched him in the face. So um, anyway, when I saw him a couple weeks later, I said, hey, what happened to your tooth? And I guess it was me. But um, <clears throat> he totally dominated me in our little skirmish and my wife was there and she was tempted to yell, sweep the leg, but as I was getting pummeled, but uh, she didn't. So anyway, it's always fun to get to get your uh, butt kicked in front of your spouse, but that's okay. It uh, breeds humility, I, I promise. Um, but yeah, I would probably rather take far again than, um, than test for my black belt. Um, I really like jujitsu, and um, I'm not that great at it, but I like, I, I enjoy watching it, and I I subscribe to flow grappling because I like to watch. Um, I, I like watching submission grappling even more than I like watching the UFC. So um, I'm terrible at jujitsu, but I really enjoy watching it. So again, I don't really know how that applies to CPA exam, but maybe it's an interesting story. Thanks, Kevin. <laughs> Sona says, I'm using Roger CPA review, and except for two chapters, I've done all of the MCQs and chapters of Roger. Uh, my exam's coming up. I'm really worried about losing confidence because I think I will not be able to do the review in seven days. By tomorrow, I'll be finishing the rest of my chapters, business combinations and governmental. I bought Ninja Monthly for FAR, and it has around 1,500 MCQs plus 67 sims. Would you please suggest how to wrap up the material in seven days and finally be confident on exam day? My regulation score is expiring uh, mid-April. Before that, I have to pass FAR. I scored a 74 back in 2016. In auditing, I scored a 59 in December of 2017 and a 72 in January. Please give me some tips and advice on what to focus on, exactly what to do with the situation. I don't work. I study from, from every day from 9 in the morning to 10 p.m. with an hour break. So <clears throat> you have seven days left and... Um, Using Roger, two two chapters left, <clears throat> plus Ninja Monthly. I would get through your Roger materials in two days, one chapter each day. Just boom, go through it, and then I would read the Ninja notes as many times as possible. I would have I would have your earbuds in your ear twenty four seven so you can be listening to the Ninja audio nonstop because it's like a fire hose of information. Just keep absorb just keep absorbing what you can. I would hit the, I would just start firing away on Ninja MCQ and working your, 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 um, your topics weakest to strongest. So if you're weakest on governmental and not-for-profit, start with those, score into the seventies and then move on like bonds, pensions, whatever, just keep hammering the Ninja MCQ and Again, keep listening to the Ninja Audio and Ninja Notes, and I think I think that's the best you can do in seven days. So I wish you well. Sony says I'm a ninja. I'm a ninja student who has now passed all four sections in the process of obtaining my license. I am short thirty credits to the hundred fifty hour rule. I was wondering if you know how I can use my recently completed CIA qualification towards obtaining this remaining 30 credits. Please help if you have any idea around this. Thanks in advance. <clears throat> My guess is that if you are 30 credits short, your CIA stuff isn't going to help you much because while some of the other certifications are pretty friendly, like if you pass a CPA exam, then you're exempt from you know 
<clears throat> XYZ certification exam number one, you can jump ahead to number two. But the CPA exam doesn't work like that. They don't say, oh, you're a CIA, you can forego the internal auditing section of auditing. It doesn't work that way. And I don't think it's going to help you with your 30 credits at all because 30 credits are 30 credits and having another certification will not help. Um, what I would do is I would figure out what types of classes you're going to take. And um, I think NASBA has some transcript evaluation services. Above all else, I would call your State Board of Accountancy. And whenever you have a question, and this applies to anyone, get it directly from the director of your State Board of Accountancy exactly what you need to do. And I wouldn't, I wouldn't rely on some third-party website or whatever. I'd get it straight from the um, Board of Accountancy because they are going to be the one that determines whether or not you're, you're eligible to get your license. So I hope that's helpful. Baruch says, hope I pronounced that right. Would you know what I need to know? about measurement methods generally in fair value, specifically on the exam? I believe they're talking about FAR. Well, to answer this question, I just went directly to the Ninja Notes. So I think that's the, that's because if it's in the Ninja Notes, you need to know it. And so um, I'm gonna reinvent the wheel. I'm just gonna go through what the Ninja Notes have to say. <clears throat> so for invent inventory measurement, you need to know the lower of cost or market and that it applies to the LIFO and the retail method. And the lower of cost or net realizable value applies to FIFO and average cost, so to speak. And pretty much everything not LIFO or retail. Now, the asset measurement and valuation methods, you have the present value, future cash flows, historical cost, replacement cost, market cost, net realizable value. So... The present value of future cash flows is the current value of a future rate of money, future amount of money, and it uses a specific interest rate. So what I'm going over here, like these are your little exam nuggets. So again, lower of cost or market applies to LIFO and the retail method. Lower of cost or net realizable value goes to, applies to FIFO and average cost and anything not LIFO and retail method. And the present value of future cash flows go into valuation methods it uses a specific interest rate. Historical cost is your asset cost, net of depreciation and amortization. A lot, a lot of this is probably review. Replacement cost is an entrance cost. It's the cost to reacquire an asset. The market cost is an exit cost. It is the sale price of an asset. And net realizable value is the sale price of an asset minus any selling or disposal fees. Then you have your fair value hierarchy at your level one, two, and three. Level three is the top level. It's the most authoritative. It uses price quotas or market prices like the New York Stock Exchange or NASDAQ. Level two is mid-level. It uses interest rates like the prime rate. And level three is your lowest level. They are unobservable and they use assumptions or forecasts. Then you have some acceptable valuation techniques. Your market approach, income approach, and cost approach. The market approach, um, you take the market transactions or the, the market transactions or the prices, they value the asset. It's whatever the market is for the asset. The income approach is the present, it uses present value and it discounts earnings. And the cost approach, it's the, the replacement cost values the asset. So <clears throat> I hope that's helpful. If you found that helpful, you can always get the Ninja Notes and they are a part of the Ninja Monthly platform. All right. Here's a question and I don't have it written down who it was from, but we'll proceed. Okay, so Jeff, for far, went through a Wiley book and did all of the MCQs and simulations. It took forever. I bet it did. <laughs> But I think I really learned the materials. And I actually don't know if I passed or not, but assuming I did, we'll see. Knock on wood. Now, I want to bang out the rest in an efficient way. Taking auditing now. I've seen your article and video on how to use just the Ninja materials. 
I've subscribed to your Ninja products. I have a couple questions. Should I go through the Ninja books? About 500 pages each. 500 pages each. Um, and he has an exclamation point. Yeah, they're 500 pages each, but that's about each Ninja book, give or take, is 30 to 50% less, fewer, less pages than, <laughs> than the leading CPA review book. So it's still a lot thinner. Or can I get away with just rewriting the Ninja notes and maybe supplementing with the audio and moving on to the MCQs? I would go through the Ninja book. If you're going to use Ninja as your base course, then yeah, I would go through the book. At least skim it. If, you, if your answer is yes, should you go through the Ninja books? Should I take my own notes for each section or read a section, copy down the Ninja notes, or do some own, or do some combination? I would take notes over the Ninja book and then read the Ninja notes as many times as you can. Then when it comes time to rewrite your notes, I would rewrite the notes from the Ninja book and study those and study the Ninja notes. So hope that's not getting too confusing. Number three, sounds like the videos are something extra that some folks like, but not necessary if you're using the book audio notes. Yeah, the Ninja Plus videos, the hotspots, they are extra. They are not 100% necessary. If you have the, the Ninja book and the Ninja notes and the audio and the MCQ, they're not necessary or not critical, but I think they are very helpful. So especially if you want to just attack one particular um, topic. Again, the goal is to be as efficient as possible and pass. I just want to take my time with FAR, <clears throat> but not so much with the rest. Study for FAR for seven to eight weeks, max. Hope that's helpful. Natalia writes in, I'm about to begin studying for the CPA exam. I graduated college in 2015, and I feel like I've forgotten everything I've learned. That is normal, by the way. I've watched countless videos on CPA exam tips, joined study groups, and even received a Wiley 2016 FAR book from a coworker for free. I'm lost as to where to begin, how to break down the book to study in the sections, and etc. I have to say that it all seems quite intimidating, but I want to get it all behind me. Sure, I would love to buy all the possible materials to help me study, but I'm a but on a finance intern budget, obviously that's unrealistic. I've considered just buying one book at a time and MCQs. That way I don't put myself in debt in the long run. I could end up spending more money. Any advice would be helpful and appreciated. Um, I would not use a 2016 FAR book from any provider. And um, I think you need the updated stuff, especially with with uh, revenue recognition. Like, I think if you go study in a 2016 book, you're going, it's that's a mistake. But thankfully, marketing alert, if you use Ninja... Ninja Monthly, you don't have to, and it's one extremely low fee, and you get everything. So you don't you don't have to pick and choose what you want. You just get everything, and um, you can use them as you see fit. Notes, video, book, audio, flashcard app, you name it. So if you're on a budget, I think that's the perfect plan for you. And again, I would not use hand-me-down 2016 books. If you want to do that for BEC, I think you can probably get away with it. For the other sections, I would not. Hi, Jeff. Glad to see there is a Christian gentleman behind the website. I feel blessed and grateful. I just want, I just want to give you a brief background about myself. I'm currently a stay-at-home mom with a busy household studying full-time for the CPA exam try to figure out whether this is truly my calling. I sat for my very first exam, auditing on January 25th, and I'm waiting for the results. <clears throat> so this is an older question. I can honestly say that I don't know how I did on the exam. All I know is that halfway through the exam, I started to panic because I realized I was running out of time. To say the least, I was shell-shocked afterwards, shaking uncontrollably when I got to the car, not knowing whether or not to scream or cry. That night when I got home, after crying it off, and isolated myself from my loving and supportive family, I found your site. <clears throat> I was immediately comforted by the comments and I found regarding the aftermath of an exam. Two weeks have passed since auditing and I'm studying for financial. I feel like I'm overwhelmed again and I just got, the, and I just got started. I'm stumbling a bit in accrual accounting and I understand that I need to know this, but I, by heart, to help me in the exam as well as when I start working in the profession. I have Wiley CPA Excel Platinum, you can't afford another review course. The mentor has not been very helpful, unfortunately. Can you please advise me on accrual income accounting 
and how to easily grasp the concept without being overwhelmed. I feel discouraged at the rate I'm going. Please help. Um, if you're not satisfied with your mentor, I would just contact the company. Wiley is a good company, and I have I have a lot of good contacts there. So they are good folks. So I would I would let them know that. Um, as far as learning accrual accounting, it's you know that's that's one of the basics, obviously. So how do you learn the basics? A a quick and easy way and try not to spin this into, hey, buy my stuff. But in the BISC hotspots, or yeah, no, it's it's actually Ninja Plus. There's, there's an entire video, I think it's over an hour, of accrual accounting simulations where we go through simulations with accrual accounting. So um, I don't have it available as part of the demos, <clears throat> maybe someday I will, but it's definitely a part of the Ninja Monthly Plan. So there's that. Um, but you know, you've already invested the money in Wiley CPXL, and I would contact them and um, say, "Hey, I'm struggling with accrual accrual accounting. I can't say it. I'm studying with accrual accounting, and I need your help. And please point me to which video in your platinum review course." that will help me to better understand accrual accounting. And um, so feeling overwhelmed and freaking out and feeling like you're helpless, you know, we've all been there. And the exam is very stressful, especially when, so you're a stay-at-home mom with a busy household and, uh, you know, Especially if you have little kiddos around, you can you can be studying for three minutes, and then you hear "Mom," <laughs> so and um, so anyway, as as a as a self-employed dad of eight, um, I know all about that. So and uh, so anyway, hang in there. Contact your review course. I think they can helpful. They can be helpful, and. Again, if you want to get Ninja Monthly, we have some videos in there as well. But uh, I think you'll be all right. And a, <laughs> I have a bonus. I have a bonus question. Michelle says, "Jeff, no question. Just thank you for Ninja Monthly. This is an amazing way to utilize the Ninja program. Thank you, Michelle. And uh, I didn't have to include that, but I, <laughs> I really wanted to. So." Can't imagine why. All right. Well, that does it for this episode of CPA Reviewed. And if you want to be on the next podcast, you can submit your questions to Ask Jeff. Go to the top of another71.com. Or if you want to jump to the front of the line, join Ninja Monthly. You get Ninja Notes, audio, flashcards, book, MCQ, Sims, MCQ audio, uh, Ninja Plus videos, Hotspot videos, and our new social community and study groups, and all of the good stuff, all for one low monthly price. And uh, again, your question will jump to the top of the, to the front of the line. Until next time, everyone, be good, take care, and I will talk to you soon. These standards are clarified, financial statements verified. Yeah, all modified. I gotta say, welcome to the other side. must be invited, must be signed in the location, city and state. Where to find them in the unmodified opinion? The title must include independent who, what, and when manage this responsibility. Fair presentation and financials, you feeling me? Internal control, design, and maintenance. Don't forget the implementation, auditor's responsibility, G-A-A-S, audit in accordance in the U.S., plan and perform the audit, obtain reasonable assurance, you better be on it, performing procedures to obtain evidence about a mass in disclosures, now you getting it, the info is appropriately presented, but the auditor wants to bring something to attention, yeah, unmodified, no longer unqualified, Standards are clarified, financial statements verified, yeah, on modified.
gotta say. Welcome to the other side, unmodified, no longer unqualified. These standards are clarified, financial statements verified. Yeah, unmodified, I gotta say. Welcome to the other side, modified opinion. Financial statements is when they are materially misstated, unable to obtain sufficient, appropriate evidence. Just listen, yeah, it's the mission. Title, introduction, you see. Management and auditor's responsibility. Basis for modified opinion, audit opinion, modified opinion, yeah, now we winning. Represent component auditor, group engagement partner assumes responsibility for the work. Additional audit procedures, let's do it, yes. And performing risk assessments, a group engagement partners doesn't assume responsibility. Gotta reference the auditor's work, you see. Requirements for representing that, it's gotta be. In accordance with PCAOB, unmodified, no longer unqualified. These standards are clarified, financial statements verified. Yeah, unmodified, I gotta say. Welcome to the other side, unmodified, no longer unqualified. These standards are clarified, financial statements verified. Yeah, unmodified, I gotta say. Welcome to the other side.